Welcome to A Better Way Podcast with your host, Ryan Haley. Learn to excel in business God's way, where the supernatural meets the practical. Experience a better way to succeed and learn from real-life business owners and entrepreneurs who have prospered in unconventional ways. Be inspired by their true stories and realize that prayer can become your practical source of provision when you embrace walking by faith and not human sight. And now, here's your host, Ryan Haley. This week's guest is Gerardo Hidalgo from GJX Home Improvement and Services. And Gerardo has quite an amazing testimony, which he's going to share here in a bit. But I met him at the uh, Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado, who Andrew Womack was interviewing. And Gerardo, we're so blessed to have you on the show. Such a great connection. Thank you for coming on. Oh, man, it's my pleasure tonight to be able to be on the show for you. So, Gerardo, tell us a little bit just quickly about your testimony of being a convicted felon and how God completely redeemed your life and brought you out of prison miraculously. Well, I was uh, I was born in Puerto Rico. My mom is from Puerto Rico. My dad's from Costa Rica. They met in New Orleans in the 70s, and I was, well, in, in the 60s, and then I was born in 1970 in Puerto Rico. And then well, we moved back to New Orleans, so I was raised there pretty bad neighborhoods, and um, in 1993, I was 23 years old, and uh, I was arrested for first-degree murder and two attempted first-degree murder, facing the death penalty for a year. I got born again three days after I got arrested. I gave all my time to God. I didn't give it to the state. I was just studying and seeking God, and uh, finally was introduced to uh, Andrew Womack Ministries, where I had a balanced truth and just sound doctrine and that's incredible teachings that brought a lot of um, wisdom and into my life and ended up uh, just doing seven years and three months in prison. God miraculously got me off uh, that murder charge, which is another time for that, another testimony. Uh, but, wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then, um, uh, so, because when I went to trial, 11 people felt it was second-degree murder, which carries a license. Only one person felt it was manslaughter. So God hardened the heart of one person, so you had to have a unanimous decision to give somebody a life sentence or a death penalty. And so they came back with manslaughter. Wow. So that, that was just an incredible miracle. Uh, the uh, Humility activates the supernatural. And I know we're talking about business, but Amen. that's very important. Amen. It's just something that God yeah. taught me. Uh, one of the first things that God taught me, because humility, uh, God resists the proud, and I was very prideful before I got born again. And obviously, to be born again, to activate to activate salvation, you must humble yourself. If God resists the proud, but He gives grace, unmerited favor, to the humble. And so, when I humbled myself, God activated the supernatural supernaturally delivered me from prison. I, I, I mean, I did seven years and three months anyway, but I studied and just got into the Word. And so that 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 foundational truth and understanding that I have to stay humble because as a Christian, even as, especially as an entrepreneur, especially I, I believe that as a man, when you start a business and you start making money and you start seeing success, it's so important to stay humble. It, I, I think that that is the foundational uh, t- 
something foundational God has instilled inside of me that has affected the way I handle my money. It affects the way I handle my employees. It affects uh, the way I handle my wife and my children and my customers. And, and so that just, that's just foundational. And so that happened at salvation. And, it, and God says, you know, the Bible says that as you have received Christ, so walk ye in him. And the way, and that doesn't, doesn't have just to do with faith and, and receiving from God. It has a lot to do with staying humble. And I believe that as a business, now that I own my own business, um, God is constantly, constantly dealing with me about my humility. And so that affects Amen. the way I tie, it affects the way, um, it affects every, it, it affects the way I wake up in the morning and I say, God, you know, yeah, I'm successful now, but you know what? I still need to seek you. I tell those guys because I do prison ministry now. After those seven years, I got out and uh, now I do prison ministry. I'm in my own business. I'm a contractor. And so, um, and, uh, I hire ex offenders. Uh, I go into the juvenile prisons. I, I, I go into the men's prison. I go to, I've been on death row to go minister on death row. Uh, to people that I, I should have been there on, on death row, God supernaturally delivered me from. But, but what, what I share when I go, one of the things I share to the guys in prison is I say this, I said, look, I, you know, I'm, I said, you want everything that I have. I said, you want freedom. You're in prison. You want freedom. I have freedom. You, you want a job. God gave me my own business. You, you want transportation. God gave me a car, a truck. I got a four wheeler and a motorcycle. <laughs> okay, uh, you want Amen. a house. You some you want somewhere to stay. God gave me my own house. I said, and, and wow. I said, let me share something with you. And I tell and I tell them this. This is what I tell them. I said, you know what? I have everything that you want. I said, but you know what though? I'm still broken. I'm still broken means that you're humble. That you're still humble. And I said, I'm still broken. I'm still humble. I still seek God every day with my whole heart. When I get up in the morning, before I turn my phone on, I allow God to speak to me. Before I let anybody talk to me, any of my customers, any of my workers, I let God speak to me. I start reading my word. I read through the Bible every year. I let God speak through me before I let anybody talk to me. And I start off that day with humility and say, God, this is the day that you've made. I'm going to rejoice in it. This day belongs to you. doesn't belong to me. And so I start off the day with humility and say, Father, I, yes, I'm successful, and, 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 and I have a great business, and I have money. I can eat wherever I want, whatever. And, and I said, but I need you, but I need to still, I need to hear from you, Father. I need to hear from you before I let any. And, and I think that's one of the great misconceptions about Christians, not just people in prison, uh, but, but Christians in general, that I believe that once we think that we have success, uh, for those um, people that are listening to this that are already have a successful business, I think that uh, you're in the most dangerous spot area in your life because you get too complacent. You feel like you don't need to pray like you used to. You don't need to study like you used to. That's you right. need to see God, That's and then right. you begin to compromise, and then it affects the way you treat your customers. It, it affects the way you treat your employees, uh, and then it just everything, and before you know it, because you don't see the repercussions immediately. It's like when you're planting a seed, just like, you know, the Bible talks about sowing a seed, you know, and then it says in due season, you know, it says not to, not to, um, not to be wary and well doing because in due season you show weak. And, and, and I think that both ways, uh, there's two things that happen spiritually when, when you're doing really good 
uh, as a Christian and then you eventually like slack off, you don't feel it immediately. You don't feel it the first few That's weeks, right. the first few months of your compromise because that seed has not produced fruit yet. And, and there's, there's bad fruit and good fruit. I mean, it isn't just good things that you can sow. You know, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. The Bible says, right. but if you sow to the spirit, you know, you'll, you'll reap eternal life and not just eternal, everything that brings eternal life. Uh, you know, Jesus said that when you pray, pray this, that what, that, that let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And God wants us to experience heaven here on earth. God wants our business Amen. to be like a heavenly business. God wants to be a part yes. of every single area of our lives. And I think that as successful, and this, this right now I'm only speaking to, uh, people who are in business that are already successful, that if you feel that, if you start getting in pride, because that scripture is written to scripture, to the Christian, it says uh, that God will resist the proud. You still go to heaven. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humility activates the supernatural. Humility activates the grace of God. It's because of your humility when you begin in humility, because you began in the spirit, so then you got favor, then you got these jobs, and then you met these, and then you just supernaturally, God creates these supernatural, um, uh, where you meet people, divine appointments. Divine appointments. You know, I, I ended up, I ended up renovating the Saints locker room. I mean, do you think that as an <laughs> ex-convict that hires ex-convicts is just gonna get into the Saints and work for the NFL? do a job for the, you know, like as a contractor, there is nothing greater. I work at the Superdome. I, I, I make, I'm making the Superdome look better. You know, uh, I made Amen. the Saints locker room. We, they spent 300,000 just for the lockers. And the lady said, you have to do the job. She forced me to do the job. Humility activates the supernatural. But the opposite is true. The opposite is true. Pride, pride disactivates the supernatural. It stops favor from going on your behalf. It stops you from needing the right workers that are going to come work for you, the people that God wants you to bless and minister. It, then you start meeting the wrong people because you get into pride. Right. You get into pride, and after pride comes what? Destruction. And whether we honor the word you know, you or not, Gerardo, you know, I, want to, uh, I want to highlight something you just said there real quick, is that um, – even for people who look like they're doing real well in their business, maybe in the natural, it looks real good. They're getting a lot of revenue. Things are going. They're operating, you know, a successful business or franchise or whatever it is. But Jesus said in John fifteen five, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And a lot nothing. of people think they're doing something, one from an eternal perspective, from Jesus' perspective, that is all stuff that is going to burn up in the in the end of the day. That is going to be the stubble and the things that are not going to pass through and have any eternal significance. So it might look like a lot of stuff to us, but from an eternal perspective, it's worthless. It's not profitable, even despite what your accountant or your bottom line might say. So I love what you said about humility activating the supernatural and providing that increase that comes from God, it's so much more, it's just so much better in every realm than the increase that comes from self-promotion. And having, I mean, just to recap, you were possibly headed for death row, then possibly a life sentence, 
and then you end up serving a little over seven years and being able to come out. I mean, only God could could set that up in the first place. And then to take you out and prosper you supernaturally in business, where you're not only an ex-con yourself, but you're hiring ex-cons. And that is just amazing to me. So, Gerardo, talk to us a little bit about when you first started your business and you were expecting, like, every sane business person to use advertising and marketing to get get your message out there, get the word out. What did God tell you, and how did that work out? So, right. So that's why I wanted to start off this conversation with the importance of humility because what happened was, as long as I stayed humble, then I could hear God's voice. Because if you grieve the Holy, when you get in pride, Amen. you grieve the Holy Spirit. God began to Amen. speak to me when I started my business, when I got out of prison, and I started advertising. Obviously, because nobody knew me, I was in prison for seven years. I've never had my own business. But let me just let me back right. up. When I got out, before I got out of prison, I worked for my father. My father-in-law got me a job. Before I got out, I started working for my father-in-law. And um, because God gave me a wife in prison, that's a whole nother thing. But I wasn't, I wasn't looking for a wife. God gave me a wife. Uh, and then I got out of, you know, wow. had a job before I got out of prison. I wasn't even seeking a job. God, I was just seeking him. If you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, Amen. all things should be added unto you. Yeah. That includes a wife. I know right. one of those are the people <laughs> waiting for that. So then, uh, <laughs> Amen. So, so what happens is, so here is, I start with my father-in-law. I start working. For four years, was struggling financially for four years, uh, just barely making it. But thank God I was free. I was, you know, working and uh, giving and tithing and things like that. And, and, and God dealt with me when I was in prison about giving him 10%. And in a year before I got out of prison, God dealt with me, challenged me, challenged me. I'm going to say challenged me because uh, you don't have to accept the challenges that God gives you. But he challenged me to give him 20%, and I did that. And now that I'm running my business, now that I have a successful business, God uh, challenged me to give them 30%. So I give God 30% of the money wow. I make. I put that back into the kingdom. God gives seed to the sower. It takes humility That's to right. give. It takes humility to give more than 10%. It, it, take, it takes humility to give the 10%. And then it takes more humility for you to begin to give more <laughs> when the Spirit of God deals with you. Giving no, and then look, and then you, you know you'll go to church and you start giving you ten, you twenty, you thirty, wherever you had in your life when you're giving, and then during the week God's gonna challenge you to give more, like to bless somebody, give somebody to eat, and and then this is where God right. will challenge you to hire somebody. God, God has told me to hire people who I know they didn't have no skills, not none whatsoever in, in business, and God's and and I'm like in a natural like Lord, you know they're not gonna help me. With this business, I'm not going to either, son, I'm there in the, your business for you to bless them, not for them to bless you. People have to be more important than money because God is trying to turn your business into a ministry. And if you don't see business as ministry, then God won't be able to use it. You will not have, you will not see the full potential of your business. You will not, because if you're not faithful in the little, you won't be faithful over much. And whether we don't have to believe That's the right. word of God, the word of God is still true. If you honor the word, the word will honor you, and he is the word. And so, Amen. God, Amen. so I, there's just so many things. I, there's so many things I want to tell you. And, and but, but um, <laughs> so let's go back. So uh, I got out of prison. Uh, I worked for my father-in-law. Got slow for him, so I started my little repairs and my little business, my little handyman business, as it was called, handyman. Something I forgot the name of it. Something handyman. And so I was doing little repairs, 
And then I had like four or five guys working for me because I started to get a reputation with people. And then Katrina hit, and then my business blew up because all these contractors were lying and stealing from everybody. So I was, everybody was wanting to come work for me. You know, everybody wanted to come work for me, and all the customers wanted to hire me. So I started putting all these signs. I bought a bunch of signs. I started advertising. I never made money like that in my life. And uh, and so what happened was, uh, as I started doing that, God challenged me in the middle of doing success. I mean, I had success. I mean, I was doing good. And um, and uh, the Holy Spirit, the, the Spirit of God challenged me. He said, "Don't advertise. Trust me to provide for you." And I knew it was my my the Spirit of God inside of me speaking to me, not my flesh. And I was confused, but I knew it was the Spirit of God. And I said, "You know what? I'm gonna try." You know, I, I think that's one of the things that as Christians is, uh, that we need to give God a chance, man. Man, give God a chance uh, when Amen. he speaks to you. You know, even if it doesn't make sense, uh, you know, give it a chance, man. Give God a chance, man. At least see, see what will happen. And so I did that, and, man, I've been busy ever since. And so I want to say another thing about business. So in the, in the word business, there's a there's a word in the middle of business. It's a three-letter word, and it's called sin. Sin. The cares of the world choke the word of God. And what happened was, and I've been a share from experience, I never made so much money in my life uh, after Katrina. And, and I was just, I mean, I didn't have enough time to pick up all the checks. And what happened was, little by little, I was getting home tired. I was getting home tired. And so when I would wake up in the morning, my phone was ringing up. I've never had that. I was just overwhelmed with business, with work. I wanted to be responsible. And listen to me, because I know everybody's entrepreneurs, all those people own business or want to own a business, or you're in the middle of owning yep. a business. I started getting all this work, and I just was being – I wanted to be a good steward. I wanted to be a good steward, and I got caught up in – well, I'm going to read at night. So I used to read every morning. God gave me a new habit. As a Christian in prison, I would read every morning let God speak to me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to read at night because i got too much to do this morning. i got to set everybody up, you know, and i got to be responsible. And so I'm going to read at night. Well, I was getting home at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, exhausted. And I said, I'd start reading my Bible and had some of the best sleep I ever had in my life trying to read two, you know, a chapter <laughs> laying in bed. You know, and I and and, and and I was I was, you know, I really wasn't running. I, I wasn't allowing God to speak to me. I wasn't doing drugs. I I, I wasn't, uh, you know, going out with women and, and doing things I wasn't supposed to do. You know, but one of the worst things that I did, I began to neglect my relationship with God. I began to business sin. That 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 three letter word in the middle. When you write out business, you'll see sin right in the middle, right, right in business. And when you said that, I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. I, at first, I had to yeah. think about it. I'm like, how is sin in the middle of business? But then when I looked at it in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's very No, if you so, write out the word business, uh, S-I-N is in the middle right. of that. That's right. And, and business is not a sin. It could just become right. sin. It could become a son. God wants it to become ministry, not sin. He wants it to become a tool. And not something that gets in the way of our relationship. And what happened was what allowed me to have success was my relationship because I was hearing the voice of God, you know, you know, and then I stopped hearing the voice of God and then it just, I started getting angry. I was getting frustrated, you know, because I was spending, 
less time with God. And yeah, I know some scriptures. I know scriptures by heart because I hid God's word in my heart so I don't sin against them. And you know, and it is true, but that scripture doesn't stand by itself. You know, I, I needed religion. I needed to let God speak to me because there, there was a lot of word inside of me for seven years in prison. All I did was study. So I got out. And then, you know, and then I think it's, I think it's another dangerous. Let me share another thing that's dangerous for Christians that once you, you know, you've learned a lot of stuff about for all the mature Christians that have been serving God for a long time, for all you, uh, you know, mature Christians that you know the word, you have a lot of word in you and you feel like, well, I don't need to study like I used to. I don't need to pray like I used to. I don't need to say, I know the word. I know the word. Yeah, you, well, let me tell you something. If you know the word of God, you should understand the importance of relationship because God did not save me to serve him. God saved me for relationship. Because of the relationship, right. it makes me want to serve him. And Amen. So, Amen. You know, God was pouring inside of me. God has been pouring his word inside of me, and, 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 and it needed to come out, right, so it doesn't become stagnant. But I stopped the the where God was speaking to me. So I was speaking to people. I would minister to people. I was still doing prison ministry. I was doing great things for God. But I had stopped where God was speaking to me because I thought, well, you know, I started like, you know, I was tired. And so, you know, the, the, the little bit of word I did know, you know, I would use that. But, you know, you need fresh manna from heaven, man. You, you need a fresh word Every from day. God. And I think that Every day. it's so dangerous whether you own a business or not or, or – if you work for somebody, if you work for somebody, and let me, and so I'm sure they got people listening to this, are going to hear this, that don't own their business, that work for somebody. I used to work for somebody, and then let me share this with you. If, if God is moving you to start a business, something like that, before you leave, before you leave, leave a great reputation with you. You know what? Be the best, be the best worker you can be. Work unto the Lord. Work unto the Lord. Whether your right. boss is a good boss, I had a great boss. My boss was a Christian. My father was awesome. Uh, but what you do, do it heartily after the Lord, you know, and if you're faithful, because one day, if you want to own your business, you're going to want employees that have the same work ethic as a godly man, a man of integrity, or a man of integrity, a woman, a man of a woman integrity. And it's important right. that we set that example, because when I got out of prison, there was men. Uh, that I, my father-in-law had other guys working for him, and uh, they were over me, and I just used to sweep. I didn't know as much as them, and I would just sweep and clean up behind them. Now they work for me. Now they work for me. And and, and they can, and they, can, so and they know way more than we, me. Uh, we, we, we reap what we sow, and you were sowing faithfulness, integrity, and working it unto the Lord all those years. And now... You're at the point where you can, in fact, hire ex-convicts, which isn't exactly, let's be honest, the cream of the crop, you know, employment pool to be, you know, hiring from. Yet, because of your faithfulness and because of your humility and being able to submit your life and your business to God, he's able to, being able to make that work out. But, and I want to talk about that um, in a second here, but real quick, I just wanted to highlight that uh, it's so subtle. Like you said, that shift that happens. Where business is. is supposed to be a blessing from God. It's got that sin. If, if you let it, if you drift just gradually, not even doing bad things like yelling out and drinking and doing drugs and, you know, right. uh, prostitution or cheating on your wife or any of these crazy things, right. but just right. that steady, subtle 
drift from that first love, what you talked about, That's right. first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things being added to you, then you become a victim of your own success, which I've seen so many times in business. People that start off good, they're building a business, and they become really successful, quote-unquote, in their business, but as a result, they become victims of their own success in that they can't manage their time and, first and foremost, their first love and their relationship with God. And so that sin that so easily entangles and ensnares us creeps in subtly, gradually, Next thing you know, you know, a month, couple months later, a year later, you, you're miles from where you used to be. And so it's so important to just continue to put the what first things first, which even, you know, in business, people are usually pretty uh, structured and prioritize their time pretty well. We all know about all those business principles, but the number one priority, obviously, is our relationship with God. And like you said, you knew for seven years you were you were sowing into the Word, getting into your heart. And that was what worked for you. And then it became tempting as you got so much business, and that's a blessing, but it was pushing that off and trying to, you know, I'll just do it after work. And then, you know, slowly but surely your attitude, your language, your, you know, anger, all these kinds of things start to happen. And so um, it's it's really important to just keep that first priority and realize that no matter how busy you get, I actually heard a story that when Martin Luther uh, before the um, 95 theses were posted on the wall when he started the Protestant Reformation, he prayed about an hour or two in the morning every day. And then after the Reformation, when he got really, really busy, instead of praying an hour or two every day, he said he had to pray four hours every morning because he was so busy. And that seems counterintuitive, but because we need even more when we get busy and overwhelmed, we got to have that wisdom and that direction from God every morning, and it's daily manna. It's not We can't use yesterday's manna or store up manna for tomorrow. It's every day, our daily bread. So I just, you know, that's really important for people listening to realize that even you, who started off with such a great track record of humility and blessing from God and integrity, which is why your business was blown up, you know, you had a natural disaster and your, your reputation preceded you. People wanted to work with and for you. But even then, just continuing to keep that first priority in your business. And so, um, and part of humility is just agreeing with God. Even though it didn't make sense for you to not advertise or to not market your services, you, and we all know word of mouth is the best marketing on the planet. And so now you've established that. So staying humble and agreeing with God, even when it doesn't make sense to our natural mind, because the, the, the enmity is between the spirit and the flesh. And so I just right. love that you've been able to demonstrate positive and negative when you started to pick up. But take it to the point where you felt that you were supposed to be hiring these uh, ex-cons and, and how that worked out for you. Well, so, you know, um, as an ex-con convict, uh, you know, I, I realized how hard it was. And so I really... Uh, you know, I don't have an application, but if I did an application, if you fill in the space that you've been, if, have you ever been convicted of a felon? And if you say yes, I will hire you before someone who says no, because a person <laughs> who hasn't been in prison has a better chance of getting a job than a person who has been in prison. Because most people Amen. look at it and say, oh, they're no good. They're never going to be, oh, he's been like, I can't trust him. Oh, he's a what? Drug addict? Oh, he's a thief or this and that. And so... They don't, in the spirit of God, you know, God to deal with me. God, God will tell me who to hire. I'll, I'll be moved with compassion. The Bible says when Jesus saw the multitude, he would be moved That's with right. compassion, right? And so I'll That's feel right. a love. I'll, I'll get around somebody and the Holy Spirit will be like, hire him. And then I'll get around somebody else, other inmates too. And then, oh, I need a job, this and that. And God will be like, no, do not hire him. No, not him. No. 
I know he's been like, oh, no, you want to help everybody that's getting out of prison, but not that guy. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, yeah. so it, it isn't wow. just hiring next, but listening to the Spirit God, because I've hired people who are homeless. Right. I've, I've done homeless ministry, and so not that many, but it has happened. Just listening to the Spirit of God. Pride, pride says this. This is what pride says. Pride says, I don't need to pray like I used to. I don't need to read the Bible mm. like I used to. I don't have to read it. Every morning, I want to see God. That I have to pray, and, and and so what happens is when you do that, and that's why I kept and just emphasizing humility. What real humility is? Because God's been showing me what 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 humility is and what pride is. He says, "Son, it's prideful to say to for you to think that you don't need to seek me like you used to just because you're successful. That's right. Or or you don't that's need right. to read the Bible like you you don't need to you know because what happens is this is what happens when you do that. When you cut off that communication with Satan wants, Satan wants to stop us from hearing the voice of God because that's what brings that's right. true success. Oh, oh, a friend of mine told me, a good Christian brother, he says, a great warrior obeys immediately. And, and when a warrior, when a person in battle does not in the Marines and then they teach in, in the service, you know, if you don't listen, if you don't obey immediately, people die. People die. You understand? And so what happens is us as Christians, when the Spirit of God, we get too used to grieving the Holy Spirit and ignoring the voice of God. And you're going to get to go to heaven. I mean, you know, baby Christians are going to heaven too. You know, you don't, you know, you don't have to mature to go to heaven. The problem is you will not mature. Your business will not mature. You, 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 you know, your bank account will not mature because if you're not faithful a little, you won't be faithful over much. And it's so important uh, uh, to, uh, to that, that I think that's what Satan uses more. To, that's what he wants to choke the word. He wants you to stop hearing from the Father. Because if you stop hearing from the Father and you think you can live from the, the scriptures you learned and stuff you learned and the messages you heard years ago or months ago or, you know, last Sunday, I only got to go this Sunday because last Sunday I heard a message. You know, that's good. You know, that's pride. And it's so important to be hearing the voice of God because when you go to hire uh, an employee, you know, when you're about to make a business, you're about to deal with a customer, you know, uh, it's so important to hear the voice of God. Uh, and, and, and that's the advantage that we have as sons and daughters. And we, we, you know, we, we can hear the voice of God. Man, that's what that's changed right. everything in my life when I could hear his voice. That's how this relationship started when I started hearing his voice and how much he loved me, how he felt about me when I was in prison. It doesn't change once you become successful. It doesn't change, uh, you know, or, or you're trying to be successful. It doesn't change because now you're trying to start your own business and you feel like you got all these great ideas. You know, you don't want God to be part of that. Uh, and so, and that's just, you know, I, I think that, um, as entrepreneurs, as godly entrepreneurs, let me say that, because this only, this only, this message is only for people who have covenant with God. If you're not born again and you're listening to this, you need to repent of your sins. Jesus loves you. He loves you. He died for you. He wants you to get born again. He, the Spirit of God wants to enter in, inside of you and help you run your business. He wants to help you for people that listen to this that don't 
that 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 the business about that you're about to file for bankruptcy and everything else you thought you had it going on and nobody you know nobody could do it better than you and now you now you're about to file for bankruptcy and you and you're trying to you need some help and you want you know the first thing you need to do is repent the first thing you do you must be born again you know you must be born again Amen. I believe that people are going to hear this that are not saved that are trying to find a, a way to make money and God's using that money as a tool to get you saved, you know, because you, you, right. you desire money. You don't want your business to go under. But that's the first thing that needs to happen is you must humble yourself and repent of your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and let the Spirit of God come inside of you and let that gangster act a fool through your life. Because he is a true gangster, <laughs> the only gangster. Amen. You understand? He's a true Amen. Godfather. He is the true Godfather. <laughs> and the Spirit of God Amen. wants to act up through us. He wants to use our mouth, our lips, our money for him to be glorified. God wants to use our business so that he could be glorified. So people who need jobs that are praying for jobs. And, 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 and man, I have atheists that have worked for me that are saved. Have gotten born again, you know. God, God Amen. will bring. Man, I'm telling you, money is a tool for ministry. Money is a tool uh, for salvation. God uses money uh, to for because it takes money, you know, uh, to 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 open a church, to pay the light bill, to part of you know for right. everyone like to have the, all those books and all that. Many, you know, they offered they they gave me free material on Andrew Wallman Ministries gave me materials for free while I was in prison for five years and now I'm a partner, you know, and, and so that money that people You're gave right. to their ministry gave books that those books ain't for free. Ain't nobody making books for free. That costs money. And so that money was used as a tool to bring balance and truth into my life, sound doctrine, and now yep. you know, I have success because of the truth that was given to me. Because there's so many people teaching so many different things. And so a lot of God brought views on that ministry to bring balance. And we must have balance in our life. We have to have balance, uh, you know, uh, not just with her money, with accounts and balances or whatever you call that. So, you know, I'm not even, I don't even know that. All I know is Jesus. All I know is I hear God's voice and I do what he says immediately. That's right. Uh, I don't know. And I you know what you perfectly. said, Philip Holmes Gerardo, that mm -hmm. God uses money as a tool. It says, that he uses the unrighteous mammon to welcome people into eternal blessings. And that's what happened with so many things. Even with you, God used money through the ministry of Andrew Womack Ministries to give you the resources for free to welcome you into eternal dwelling places, to have a born-again experience and relationship with Jesus so you can go to heaven with him forever. And you're using that money now to the tune of 30% of your top-line revenue to go back into the kingdom to welcome other people, atheists who got saved. And so God uses what he calls unrighteous man in that money, which is neither bad nor good in itself. It's just a tool. It's just how the person uses it. And so you have used it. Andrew's used it. So many other people are using it right now for good to be able to use that as a bait on the hook, so to speak, that as fishers of men, we can land that huge catch, bring those people into the kingdom because we're able to steward the resources naturally and supernaturally that God gives us. And that's so important. And another thing you said that I wanted to highlight is that 
when you're doing things God's way, when you're doing things your way, you might succeed for a little bit, but eventually there's always a price to pay. But when we're partnering with God, co-laboring with him in the work that he's called us to at his initiative, Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. No sorrow with it. And so many people are getting rich with all kinds of sorrows. They've pierced themselves with many griefs, you know, and because they let Mm -hmm. love of money become the root of all evil, and it's totally shipwrecked them, even though in the world it looks like they're doing well. And so that's so important that we just, again, keep that, you know, that theme of humility and submission to God so that we can prosper. Not only can we prosper, we can prosper his way that is so much better because we get not only the financial prosperity, we get the relationship prosperity, physical prosperity in our health and our bodies, spiritual prosperity, everything in our lives, like you said, is that he wants the whole thing. He doesn't just want our business. He wants everything. And so those are just some really, really great points that I wanted to highlight. And, yes, thank you, Gerardo, for putting that out there. If anybody's listening to this and you're not saved and you feel the spirit of God tugging your heart, I just want to encourage you right now. This is a man who is convicted going to death row, has now prospered in his business because he softened his heart and heard the voice of God, and his life is transformed. And so if you're hearing this right now, I just want to open up this opportunity for you to let Jesus into your heart. Let the spirit of God move you in that humility Accept him as your Savior. All you have to do is confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart, and you will receive salvation. And the sky is the limit when that happens. So I just thank you right now, Jesus, for the people you're speaking to through this and through Gerardo. Man, what a great, uh, what a great way to put that in there. I really appreciate you saying that, brother. I, I want to share another thing about money being a tool. Um, and, and I'm going to say this, that uh, because this is what happens. If you find the need and then you meet that need, then you could plant the seed. Then you could plant yeah, the word of God. Uh, if a man is hungry and I'm broke and this man is hungry and I can't, and I'm broke, I have nothing because God wants to bless us to be a blessing. And this man's right. hungry and I got some money and I buy him something to eat. And that man's hungry, and I, and I don't, if I don't tell, hey, just go be full, like it says in James. You know, oh, go be full, you know, unless you right. pray, oh, Lord, touch him. Uh, so somebody give him a job, and somebody give him some something to eat. No, God is trying to use you to give him something to eat. If you give that man something to eat, if you meet that man's natural need, then you will be able to meet his spiritual need that he does not understand that he Amen. has. And what happens, Amen. you give him something to eat, and guess what? You could tell him anything. You could tell him, man, dude, guess what? God hates you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you could tell him anything. You could tell him Jesus is a woman or, or God is a woman. Man, you could tell him <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. I'm telling you, you could tell that man anything. But when you have truth, when you have truth, you will not just give that man something to eat. Man, that man could get born again because God has used money. Because you have to use money to buy him something to eat. If the man is cold, because in New Orleans, they don't, they don't even snow down here. You know, in Colorado, you know, I, I know y'all get snow up there, which is awesome. Okay. Yeah. But it doesn't, you know, what I'm saying is somebody's cold and they're freezing, you know, and you get them a jacket and you buy and, and you take your money and use it as a tool. You buy them a jacket, you get it done, you warm them up and everything, get them some soup, whatever. Man, then you minister the gospel, their heart will be open. Jesus turned to the disciples and said, man, you need to feed these people, man. All these people follow. I need you to feed these people before. I need you to give them what they need in the natural before we give them 
the spiritual, something that's going to change your life forever, is it won't listen because there's a natural need that needs to be met. And I need you to use your resources, your money. You said something I want to highlight, which is you meet their natural needs first, and then you have an open door in their heart to meet the spiritual need. And just the other day in school at Harris, we were going over 1 Corinthians 15:46, which says the natural is first and then the spiritual. And that seems backwards because obviously God, he is a spirit. He created all that we see in the physical creation. But there's a principle where the natural things come first and then the spiritual. And you see this in Jesus' ministry. He fed people. He healed them. He cast out demons. He taught them. He, he did all these things to meet their natural need. And now, again, using that unrighteous mammon, that natural need, meeting that, and then you open up and you have a spiritual need, you can feed them the true bread of life, right, that will welcome them into those eternal dwelling places and give them what they need at the deepest level. So you just, you, I love your heart to be able to, you know, the, the tagline for this podcast is where the supernatural meets the practical, and that's what we connected on when I first handed you that card. And that is such a powerful way to do that, what you're talking about. So just see somebody, you know, fill their belly. Give them that warm coat. Give them a job, you know, as the spirit leads the course. And so, you know, that's just that's just such an important way for us to be able to practically be the hands and feet in Christ in this world. And so, Gerardo, before we wrap up here real quick, what I like to do at the end of all my interviews is give some people uh, to put on on the record right now Speak for some declarations and some hopes and desires and vision in the future that you'd like to see come to pass because I think there's something powerful about speaking those things out and making a memorial of it. So what are some things in your business right now you would like to declare right here in this podcast that you can point to later and say, you know what, on this day I said that and now it's come to pass. What are some things you want to speak for? What I declare for the my business and for what, God has given me this tool, this money, this business, is that I will be able to reach more people than I've ever reached. I want to reach as many people as that I can before I die and go to heaven. I want to bring as many Amen. people as I can to the kingdom of heaven. And I want God to use my business, my money, my mouth, my hands, my body, whatever he needs to bring as many people into into the kingdom and not just to get born again but disciple because I I'm real, real, feel very strong about discipleship. That's why I do Bible studies. That's why I go into the prisons and uh, we do mentoring and, and I just uh, I'm really strong about that. Uh, just, it's so important to be a disciple because a lot of people become converts but not disciples. And there's a That's difference. Right. We need to have That's discipline. Right. We need to teach people, men, men and women, discipline, and we need to teach by example. We need to teach by example, and I, and I just, I, I know that it's God's will for people to get born again. I know it's God's will for me to be blessed, to be a blessing, and I'm just grateful for for what God is doing in our lives, not my life, but in our lives. Everybody that's listening, everybody's listening to this. But what God is doing with all of us and how he's using us as a team, how he's using us as a family, that we cannot be separated. We cannot do this by ourselves. We need one another. We need to support one another. You see another Christian brother, another Christian sister, you know they love God, they're struggling. Man, do everything you can, you know, to strengthen 
our, our weaker brothers and sisters, you know, to teach them, uh, to help them, you know, pay their rent, you know, that, 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 that stuff, you know, that give them gas or whatever, you know, using your money, your time, more than anything, your time too, because that's how you spell love is T-I-M-E. If you love somebody, you'll spend time with them. And, and when you spend time with somebody, you love them, you're like, you know what? Let me buy some. Let me help them. Let me buy my truck. Let me get them some tools. Let me, you know, let me teach them some things that God has taught me in business. Uh, you know, uh, it's so important for people to see something genuine inside of us and that we don't just do something because it, because it's the right thing to do, you know, and then, and it just try yeah. to, you know, just seem like you really care about somebody, but you feel like you forced. The Bible says not to give grudgingly or of necessity. Because God loves a cheerful giver, and I think that as an as an entrepreneur, as a person who owns a business, who has money, uh, if you don't, if you're not finding joy in giving, uh, you know, you give because oh, well, I got to get ten percent, or I have to give God because I want God to bless my business. I just wanted to uh, to review that your your declaration for your business right now is to reach as many people as possible for the gospel of the kingdom. Is that correct? That is exactly right. Before you said that, you know, not just converts, but disciples, right. people who are growing and maturing right. in Christ, coming to the fullness of right. the stature of Christ. That's so That's important. Right. In fact, we just talked about that recently at school, too. So, man, you have you have made so many great teaching points, and it's just I love how God can take the foolish, despised, and base things of this world to, to despise right. the wise and the strong. And I just love how so many people's lives, including your own, are such a remarkable testimony to the power of God how he could use 12 uneducated fishermen and people who don't really know what they're doing right. to turn the world upside down. I never and went to turn the world upside that's down right now to you, brother. Yeah, amen. And that's to the test, that's to the glory yeah. of God because it's only him that can do it. And that's, as I say very often on this, our lives should demand a supernatural explanation. And yours certainly does, brother. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you're doing, for the humility that you've exhibited and letting Jesus run your business and just the in remarkable transformed life that you're exhibiting for the world to see. So thank you so much for your testimony and your time. And I wish you the best in your business and your ministry. And uh, I'm looking forward to checking back in with you and hearing about all the amazing things God's done since then. Thanks for listening to this episode of A Better Way Podcast with Ryan Haley. For more information and to discover more episodes, visit abetterwaypodcast.com. Or search us on iTunes, TuneIn, or any of your favorite online audio sites. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or send us an email at ryan at a betterwaypodcast.com. Have a suggestion for who we could interview next? Let us know on our website. Finally, A Better Way is listener-sponsored. Help us to further the message of kingdom entrepreneurship by supporting us financially. You can give online on our website, abetterwaypodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.